Welcome to episode six of the IDK podcast. We're going to be talking about conspiracy theories with my friend Tatum. I'm going to give you a moment to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about, you know, what, what you're into, what you do, um, how we decided to pick conspiracy theories of all things to talk about. And I do have a feeling that you'll probably, I probably will want to have you back on for other things because whenever Tatum and I start talking, we talk about a thousand different things in a million different directions and it's always really good. So, um, and feel free to, you know, at the end, I'm going to have you plug anything you want to plug. So, you know, yeah, just, just uh, shoot from the hip, I guess. Okay. Uh, well, thanks for having me on. I'm excited about it. I, a, I always love talking to you and B, it's always fun to have an opportunity to be uh, able to reach a larger, a larger audience. And, you know, as you were saying earlier, you know, it's quantum, you never know, Yeah. you know, as one of my favorite quotes is um, by a guy named BJ Palmer and he was actually the developer of chiropractic. And he says, you never know how far reaching something you may think, say, or do today can, uh, touch the lives of millions tomorrow or something along those lines. Yeah, that's good. And right. I just, I've always loved that. Um, so yeah, a little bit about me, basically, um, I do personal growth coaching, uh, typically for people that are, uh, HSP empaths, uh, teaching them how to create personal boundaries to protect their energetic fields, Mm -hmm. uh, and then how to, uh, basically provide a support system and hold space for them as they're kind of leveling up their life. Uh, so I do that. And then also um, I'm in the process of completing a bunch of projects. So eventually I'll probably have my own podcast and I'm working on uh, a large workbook series right now. Uh, Cause I realize that there's a lot of people that a can't afford a coach or right. just don't want somebody all up in their business. They want to do it themselves. And right, so right. Um, I did a lot of work myself um, because I was super broke for a long time and I couldn't afford to hire anybody. And so basically the workbooks that I'm creating are um, my thought process of how I coach myself and then mm-hmm. how I use that on my clients so to help you be able to dig deeper. So okay. um, that's what I'm working on right now. Um, uh, as far as, um, more of who I am. Like I'm clairsentient, I'm clairaudient. Um, I'm very, uh, which basically means that, you know, I'm very sensitive to energies. I can feel things. I can hear things. A couple mm-hmm. times I've seen things. And, and smell? Um, I have, I smells only in regard to like think people that I know. Right. So like if I, like I can smell, um, like my grandma's perfume sometimes, yep, like stuff too. like that. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, so that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, not, I really haven't explored that one, honestly. So I, I don't mean, think, I'm I sure think that's the last one that people really want to explore, you know? Yeah. I've spent, <laughs> I've spent more time um, <laughs> just focusing on how to protect my energetic sphere yeah. and um, a little bit dabbling to telepathy because I find it intriguing. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I'd love to learn how to levitate. That'd be dope. You know? So like, I mean, I, I read about a, a lot of this stuff to try to figure out ways to do it. And sometimes, you know, the lever moves a little bit further towards the experiences of things. And, um, but yeah, so that's so, kind of me in a nutshell. There's probably things I forgot, but yeah. <laughs> so I figured out our first bullet point. Oh, all right. Bullet points are happening. All right. So telepathy, <laughs> right? So this is this is a theory that I've had for a long time. 
Uh, I've okay. talked to many, many people about it. I probably have even talked to you about it. Who knows? Um, but my thought was that, um, you know, like as a kid, for example, in third grade, I would sit there bored in class and I'd be staring at my pencil and I'm like, just make it wobble. Just make it wobble. Like I'm trying to like move stuff or like I would oh. try to um, I would try to hear what was coming out of the teacher's mouth like maybe a half a second before I heard it, if that makes sense. Mm. And so I felt like I could, I felt like I could hear what she was going to say before she would say it. I can um, do that. But I can I do it I, now as a yeah. kid. I just was like, I, I didn't know if I was just really imaginative or crazy or whatever. I can do that now though. I've, you know, mm. um, and so, yeah, I would try to like do that or I would try to see if I could maybe get someone to say something like just throw a word in there as they're talking, you know what I mean? <laughs> just to see if I could, because I, I don't know. I'm gonna try that now. <laughs> yeah, it's something that I did, and we've practiced it. I mean, I've um, I have a deck of cards that I just got. Uh, they're called Zenner cards. Oh, and that's um, fun. As you can imagine, you know, you're supposed to try to guess what the symbol is on the other side, um, and so. <laughs> I've been, cards for spiritual people. Yeah, no, that's what I, I saw these and I was like, I've been looking for these forever. And and then here they are. And um, so I was doing that with my wife and I got like six in a row, dead on one after another. And I said, holy crap, I can't believe I got six straight. And she goes, I've been thinking the word, like this is what this is to you and you've been nailing them. And I was like, that's cool, you know, so... Um, it's something I actually want to do later because um, I do stream on Twitch a little bit every once in a while and stuff like that. But I wouldn't mind like streaming this game and letting people participate and see if they can guess what it's going to be and test their intuition. Um, oh, that's fun. I like that. Yeah, just for fun, you know. But uh, so anyways, ever since I've been very little, I've been, had like a fascination with telepathy. And I thought to myself one day, what if... You know, when people were talking about, oh, we don't know how the pyramids were built. We don't know how this happened. We don't know how, you know, how did they do this without these, you know, modern day things? And I always aliens. felt like, well, yeah, or it could be alien, sure. <laughs> alien technology, right? But I thought maybe, maybe back then people could use telepathy in various different things that we all talk about how cool it would be to develop, right? Yeah. And maybe it was it was just as common as us picking up stuff like, oh, I can pick up this object with my hand. Well, people could do it with their mind. Yeah. And because everything goes in cycles, like over time, it's like, oh, my God, picking picking this up with my mind is so exhausting. Why don't I just use my hand? Like, why am I spending all this time using my brain? Right. Yeah. And so then I, I wonder if like over time if sort of those things evolved out and, or people obviously were like, it's, it's, you know, it's witchery. Um, and, and here we are where now everything is very 3d and physical, but there's so much drive and people are developing things to circle back around in that cycle. And so I don't know. And so I just wondered if a lot of ancient civilizations actually had access to more spiritual gifts than what we think and maybe that explains some of the things that we can't explain like we're not we're not in the same wavelength as they were quite yet to be able to fully understand what they did but we're kind of coming back around to it what are your thoughts 
Yeah, I mean, I I think that's exactly what happened. I think that, you know, back in the day in the ancient civilizations, I mean, just look at like Atlantis and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, they were already 5D and higher, you know, we're, we've been trapped in 3D and suppressed for God knows how long now, and now we're just now transitioning. So it's like right now there's so many timelines that are interlapping. That's why we feel so much push and pull in the energy fields right now and how we can go from being like super energetic one minute to being like, I am down for the count. Don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Hide me in a corner. Right. Like it's, you know, everyone used to have all these skills. And just like you said, you know, it was totally normal like yeah why would i schlep a bunch of stuff if i can literally just be like and poof there it is you know like of course like why why wouldn't you do that you know Mm -hmm. unless someone's like really trying to work out and they don't want to use their brain muscle to try to make it work like i don't i mean ever since like my third eye opened and i got like extra skills hell yeah i use my extra skills all the time because it's Mm -hmm. so much easier you know like I'm so much more perceptive now, you know, like I trust my intuition, you know, so much more that it's like, I don't even waste my time on other stuff because that's exactly what it is. It's a waste of time and energy that's unnecessary. Like I already know, I don't need the proof that will satisfy the skeptics to tell me what I know that I know that I know. Right. I, um, so around the time when I really started to trust my intuition, like truly wholeheartedly, you know, trust it, I always had good intuition and good feelings. And I was kind of like, listen, stuff just comes true. Like I, I feel it, I see it, it comes true, but I still yeah. didn't necessarily trust it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, of course. I mean, we're still playing humans I, right now. So. Part of the reason why I ended up meeting Mikkel is because she was going through her distance Reiki training and I broke up with a girl based off of a dream that I had, like a premonition. And she was so pissed off. She was like, you're dumping me over a dream about something that you think is going to happen that hasn't happened. And I'm like, yep. And she's like, that makes no sense. You're fucking crazy. And I was like, listen, I saw it very, very clear. And, you know, so then it, what I saw was that she met some guy who was missing a part of his hand. And that she was going to essentially leave me for him. And it was so like, I, I just had never had a dream that was, that felt that way before. Um, not, not as strong as that one did. And yeah. I was like, it's going to happen, you know? And so, you know, we kept in touch or whatever. And sure enough, she went to a bar and there was a guy that played piano and he it was missing some of his digits. And he's an extremely good piano player, extremely good. And she ended up actually dating him and marrying him, having a kid, and now they're divorced or whatever. But um, the girl that I'm talking about was somebody who I met. I met back in the AOL days, man. Like back back in the dial. Yeah. Like, like I'm not kidding either. We're talking like seventh, eighth grade, like dial up, you know, (laughs) Um, had a a huge crush on her and (laughs) AOL chat rooms and stuff. Right. And, Yes, years no. later, years later, we just reconnected or whatever off off the net and started talking and and um, but anyway, so when when I broke it off, I was really upset because I I had had you know uh, feelings for her for a very long time before that happened. Yeah, and Mikkel was like, "Can I do distance Reiki on you to like help heal your heart because I know you're hurting?" And that's mm-hmm. kind of what brought us into being friends in a way um we had mutual friendships and stuff from people and and there's somebody a mutual friend of ours that introduced us but 
we didn't really become friends until that experience, you know? <clears throat> and, you know, when she did Reiki, distance Reiki, I, I remember afterwards telling her, like, I felt like I could feel where her hands were when she was doing Reiki. Like, mm -hmm. I, I mean, they felt physically next to me. Um, and it tripped me out so much that it made me then go and learn Reiki as well. And <laughs> that's, that's some of what helped open me up though, was going down that path. Right. Um, cause mm -hmm. I got attuned and when I got attuned, it was like, um, <laughs> so, you're like, what? Yeah, no, it was, it was crazy. I had like, uh, when I got attuned, I had this moment where I felt like I was literally connected to everything on the planet all at once. And it felt like an hour but it was only a few seconds. And then when I came out of it, I was, I was like instantly, well, I, was, I was moved to tears, first of all. But second of all, I was almost like angry. Like, I want to feel that all the time. Why can't I feel that all the time? And I have never felt it since either. Um, but that also helped uh, expand my consciousness of how I'm connected to everything, right? So... Yeah. It's interesting. It's it's funny to go back and look at all the little breadcrumbs that have like <laughs> led up to this moment, right? Um, so, anyways, yeah. I, I went off on a major tangent there. That's cool. I like tangents. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, I can't remember how we ended up down that path in the first. Place. Oh, the intuition thing. So yeah, I mean, from that point <laughs> forward, right? I was like, if I feel this physical sensation in my body, I know that my intuition's like, I hit my mic is like, pay attention. Right. Um, and yeah, so, that, was your, that was your taste of 5D right there. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And well, that's the thing, though, is like when I got that, I'm like, it kind of makes you feel a little bit like an addict. Right. You're like. Give me more of that shit. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. But I mean, I mean, that, that just makes me think of people that are like, you know, addicted to drugs is like they want, you know, because there's a lot of drugs, I'm sure, where you can get a little bit of like a hit of that, of what that yeah. could feel like. And then that's why yeah. you're chasing, you know, chasing the dragon, as they say, because, right. you know, once you see that there's a place that you can be where there's no stress and no worries and everything comes to you and all there is is love, why the mm -hmm. fuck would you want to go back? Yeah. Well, you just realize that the stuff that you're worried about and the things that are going on in the world are just such a small minuscule yeah. thing. And when you're, when you're here and you're when you're very like human and you're in the element of things and you're tied up in that drama and all the noise that's going on, it feels like that's your world. Of course. But, yeah. But you realize when you feel that connection, you realize that it's literally like a, a drop in a, a lake of water. Like it's nothing. It's nothing. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, here we are. <laughs> that drop is our world. So, you know, it is what it yeah. is. And we're here to do what we're here to do. But yeah. No, absolutely. And I think that everybody, when they kind of first start down the spiritual path, like they're really, you know, trying to explore that piece of it as much as possible. Yeah. Like, oh, I had this taste of this feeling and I almost can't describe it. It's like just such a sensational, like delicious feeling. Yeah. And then you're trying to like try to fit how that fits in your like earth world mind. And it's like, I mean, I had to really remind myself like, look, you know, I came to earth for a reason. There's a reason why I'm here. You know, right. I cannot just try to live my whole world in this timeline that, I mean, like there's a reason why I came here and I have to play out this path first, Right. you know, and, but not to say you can't have some of that, but you know, now we're finally here. I think 
in this timeline where we are lining up with 5D and that's going to become the new normal. Right. But, um, you know, of course, you know, first there's the fall before the rise. Mm-hmm. So the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the next topic. Uh, I like you... how I find it out by reading the book. Yeah. yeah, right. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Do you think, because I, I, you said something, you said, I came down to this earth. When you say I came down to this earth, I know what you mean, right? But to mm. some people, it's like, what do you mean come down? Are you an alien? Like, what's going on? And uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny because I, this is, this is one of those weird out there opinions and stuff. It's not going to be weird to you. I already know. But, <laughs> but, you know, I believe in reincarnation, obviously. And I believe that you, you know, we've all lived past lives in different countries and different bodies and different, you know, races, whatever genders doesn't matter. I also kind of believe maybe not everyone, maybe everyone, I don't know, but I also kind of believe that it's possible to live other lives and other civilizations and other species as in aliens, which is weird as shit to a lot of people. But you hear all the talk about star seeds and how the planet was seeded by aliens and all those kind of things. And it's like, Okay, maybe maybe it was, right? But maybe that's maybe that's misunderstood a little bit. And you know, um, if if we're multi-dimensional quantum beings, is it possible that we exist in those sort of timelines and maybe even in different, you know, uh, like is it possible that you're here in three D, but in seven D, you're you know, so-and-so, the Syrian Star-Lord on some planet at the same time. I don't know. It sounds crazy, but it's cool, and it's sci-fi, and I love it. So, <laughs> and, you know, what do you think, though? Do you think, like, do you think aliens exist? Do you think that, do you think we will see any in our lifetime? Like, do you think, think they're going to come out? Yeah, or Are I we think going you've... to allow them to come out, I should say? <laughs> I think that probably most people have already met one. They just didn't realize it. So didn't yes, it. Yeah. yeah, yes, I believe they're real. You know, I believe that we live in a uh, a multiverse where an infinite number of timelines are running consistently, and right. each timeline could be, you know, anything you could possibly imagine. No matter, you know. So I mean, anytime I experience deja vu, I feel like I'm just running into another one of myself, and it's like a confirmation to me that I'm on my highest timeline. Yeah. So that, that's how I've always intuitive, intuitively like perceived that. I mean, I've, I mean, I've just, I've seen things that don't make sense otherwise. I mean, like I met a lady in Sedona, like the, when I got my third eye blasted open, this lady that I met, she was a crystal healer. I wasn't even there for a session. My friend was, I just happened to be with them and mm-hmm. ended up having this crazy experience there. And anyways, long story short, she had these like crazy bracelets it doesn't make any sense, but these, she had these big, like clunky, you'd think it'd be like that, but no, they were like these big metal looking silver chunky bracelets with these crazy symbols on the side. Uh And, um, at that point I was already sensitive to energies. Like I could do some energy healing work and stuff, but it was nothing like where I'm at now. And she put one of them in my hand and I like literally hot potatoed it back to her because (laughs) it had, um, like just think of like the deepest energy healing experience you've ever had and like right. how usually, you know, you get off the table an hour, whatever later, and you're just like 
oh, that was lovely, you know? Yeah. But like, you're buzzing, you know? Like in the half a second that that bracelet was on my hand, it was the deepest energy clearing that I'd ever had. And it mm -hmm. was so powerful that I almost fell over. Wow. Yeah, and she, um, and I'm like, <laughs> where the fuck did you get these bracelets? What, what is this? Tell me, yeah. what is this? Yeah, right. And she was like, oh yeah. She's like, well, I found it at a yard sale. She's like, but that's just, you know, happenstance of how things come to you, you know? She's yeah, like, right. but she sent the bracelets away for testing to labs and whatever they were made out of was not from Earth. Interesting. Maybe like yeah. asteroids, you think? I mean, it, it wasn't like, um, it was, it was some sort of a metal, but it's huh. not a metal from here. Hmm. So it was unidentifiable. And, um, and considering that I've never felt anything like it ever, yeah. um, you know, I was very likely to believe her. <laughs> so, but, um, did you buy it? No, they're not for sale. Oh, I did try. Though. Come I, on. Did, I did. I did try. <laughs> but she was like, "No way, dude!" And it was, a, <laughs> and she didn't even have all of them. She's like, "Can you imagine if I had like she? Because it the way that you could see the symbols, like the way they would stack up together. Because each yeah. bracelet was like, I don't know, maybe like an inch tall, and you know, they're, like they're big chunky bracelets." And I mean, who knows if they were actually meant to be bracelets, but that's what they looked like, you know? Yeah. And um, you had three of them and it looked like there should have been maybe like five of them. So who knows like when the other ones will appear and then what kind of like Stargate they'll open then or something, you know? So, but that was like the beginning of me getting like my third eye blasted open. So, and she had a lot of, she had this whole, this lady was like, she blew my mind. She had this photo album where they took these bracelets out to, uh, the Red Rocks in Sedona mm -hmm. and we're doing like a photo shoot with the bracelets and I don't know why but uh, anyways so all these like orbs and stuff are showing up in the photos like surprise surprise A they're in Sedona Vortexes and B these fucking magic bracelets right, right. and they're uh, so all these orbs and stuff are showing up and you can clearly see that like they're they look like little um like little alien spaceships. Like the orbs are like the shapes of They're like the little shape of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? And you know, and at this point I'm like, yeah, probably maybe there's aliens somewhere, you know, like we can't be the only ones in the universe, you know? And that's like yeah. pretty much like as far as my alien theories went, right. This was like, I don't know, three or four years ago. And she's like, no, just look at him. She's like, everybody thinks that, you know, aliens have to be the same size as us or bigger or whatever, because all we do is watch Star Trek and yada, yada, right? Yeah, but sure. she's like, of course they could be smaller, you know, and could fit in your hand or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, it, it made me immediately made me think of that um, Men in Black with yeah. the little, uh, the little guy. Yeah, yeah little Orion or whatever. Yeah, on yeah. Necklace. yeah. And I was like, whoa. It's like, <laughs> Such a like a mind explosion, you know, that I was just like, oh my gosh, that's crazy, you know? And so after that whole experience with my third eye and whatever, I was like, okay, like shit is not as it seems. And then later that night, I remember I was sitting outside and in Sedona, like you can really see the stars. I mean, yeah. like, like nothing I've oh ever God, seen. So bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have a love hate relationship with Sedona because it's just so intense for me energetically. Like it's, uh -huh. it's, it's almost more than I can handle unless I'm like literally at the red rocks. 
um, and then it, it calms down, but the frequencies are just like, um, like I, I drove down to Sedona to meet some friends like three, two, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It's like four and a half hours from where I'm at. And on the drive back, I realized that I didn't feel like myself again until I was about an hour and a half outside Out of, of Sedona. Yeah. I was like, dang, those are some far reaching vortexes. So, yeah, I mean, when you look at the sky in Sedona or anywhere else where there's no light pollution around and you see how many stars are actually out there, like, I mean, to think that we're the only beings that are alive in, I mean, like, to me, I mean, that's extremely (laughs) egotistical because it's like, bro, like, just look, I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, one of the interesting things about some of the cryon channels and and when I went and saw him in person, um, which, you know, he did, like, two 15-minute channels, the rest of the talk was five hours of a lot of science and um, different things that are published right out there to back up some of the spirit stuff. Like, you know, he it's really, he's really interesting. Um, and I like that. I like that because I'm a very logical person. And so I'm, I'm kind of equal parts logic and, and, and just complete batshit, you know, creativity. So um to be able to hear that there's a whole bunch of logic and science behind some of the spiritual things that he was talking about was really neat to me. And um, yeah. yeah. And so like one of the things he was talking about though, was he said that he said, this is the fifth time he said, this is the fifth time that we've populated the planet. And so like, he said that there's been multiple like Atlantises, there's been multiple, um, things constructed at the sites of like uh, the various different temples and things like that around the world, because um, you know, say like the first couple civilizations when they, when they went down and then the earth was, you know, repopulated eventually that people are drawn to the same things. Right. And it's just like, it's like stuck in your consciousness and in your energy and in your DNA and all that stuff. And so people have a tendency to want to go back and rebuild those things. Right. <clears throat> and, um, I thought that was really fascinating to think about because if if there was, I don't think we would ever be able to actually find proof of it necessarily because eventually everything would just be dust, right? Yeah. Um, but it but it is interesting to think about, especially like I was saying with the cycles, right? Um, the other thing I thought was interesting too was if you think about like your reality and your perception and how much your per- uh, perception shapes your reality, right? It's possible, I guess, that aliens could be existing right around us in the same way that we know that there's spirits around us, right? Yeah. Um, and that we just can't perceive them because we're not tuned into that wavelength. And yeah. so I think that's always a really interesting thing, too. So when you see things on a camera um, or like kids, little kids, obviously, a lot of times you can see spirit really easy. You know, it's like maybe there's alien stuff here and it's just not, it's just not here. You know what I mean? Like you can't, it's not materialized because our, our, because of our perception and the reality of it, you know? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, even just look at, you know, like dogs and animals and stuff. I mean, they mm-hmm. see stuff that, you know, you'll see a dog, you know, barking at nothing, but yeah, they would never do that. Otherwise, you know what I mean? You know, your yeah. animal and they would never, you know, so I mean, they're, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's stuff that we just either a are not open to or are just mm-hmm. not at a frequency that it's received. That's why I fully think that, you know, aliens are aliens, you know, are all around us because, you know, we wouldn't know it unless they showed themselves to us anyways. 
you know, or we tap into that frequency. And most people have no desire to tap into a frequency that would welcome that because that's too yeah. scary for them. It's too outside of your comfort zone. And you know what? And that's fine. That's there's, you know, that's not everybody's role is to come here and be a light worker or to be open to that. Like some people just want to come and they're kind of like a placeholder in society of just doing their thing. They're, they're just chugging in for the lessons they signed up for. And then they're right. going to dip out and, you know, next lifetime, they'll come and do something else, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, you know, to me, I think it's really interesting and intriguing and I think it would be cool, but at the same time, I mean, there's still stuff that's scary to me. Like, I mean, I tell my guides all the time cause they always want to show me things and I'm like, I don't want to see anything. I just, no, wanna... I'm not a big fan of seeing either. Yeah, I'd rather, I, don't... I feel things and I'm okay with that. <laughs> exactly. I feel enough. I know yeah. when things are there. I know when I need to add extra shields or, right. or if I'm like, just not in a space where I'm open and ready or, or you know, and, and nobody, they're not going to push anyone to be either unless it's something that I think was like charted for them, you know, mm -hmm. in their Akashic records or something like that. So. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, then do you think that do you think that uh like do you think we've had technological help from aliens in the past like you talk about Egypt and if you look at some of the hieroglyphs and some of the things that they worshiped and stuff like that do you think that they were you know truly worshiping some sort of you know uh alien you know you hear about like the seven sisters and how like uh at one of the cryon channels he was talking about how they went around to all these different uh tribes where they have not um, like they haven't really evolved technologically. They're still the same as they've been forever and primitive tribes. And they, they asked them to tell them their creation story. Like, how did we get here? Right. And he said that out of all the tribes that they went to, they're almost all exactly identical and that they mm -hmm. all have something that ties into the seven sisters in the constellation, uh, where the Pleiadian, you know, what is it? The, um, the word i'm looking for the palides is it called the palides uh, i think it's called the palides well, i don't know if it's called Pleiades. the palades or if it's palides i don't know either way i don't know, I don't even know you know what i'm talking about though right I, I read some stuff about that but not keep yeah. so yeah but i mean but you know what i'm talking about probably mm -hmm. yeah and so um and so they all talk about that and he was discussing that you know the channel information he's gotten was that at one point, the seven sisters were actual like beings that came down and taught um, in Lemuria and um, and stuff like that. And he talked about um, the demise of Lemuria and how that split in Hawaii and all that kind of stuff. It was really interesting. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that was the thing that was common between all of these tribes, apparently, was that we had some sort of star help, right? in creating things. And so it's been something I've always been really fascinated with is if it's true or not. And, you know, so I don't know. I mean, like, what do you, what are your thoughts? Have you, have you ever gotten any information about that kind of stuff or? Like from my guides? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I probably, and I've just probably assimilated it into my, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, Dude, I read so much weird shit, you know? So it's like, <laughs> I, I mean, there's plenty of people that think that there's, you know, an alien civilization living under Mount Shasta, you know, right. the, what is it? The, 
the Talos or something. And then, you know, that live under Antarctica. And I mean, then there's people that believe in the reptilians and how they also live underground and how they're also above ground. But like, you know, people that are in power, you know, I mean, I've seen videos online of people where they're giving a speech and like their eyes do that. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so basically how I feel about everything conspiracy is I love to read about it. I love to learn about it. And the more stuff I read now, I'm starting to see things like clinking together because I feel like we're in the middle of this mass awakening right now. And for all the weird stuff that I've been reading that I've just been reading purely for my own personal entertainment enjoyment and being like, yeah, maybe it's real, but until I see it for myself, like I'm really not going to believe it, believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I mean, for as much as I love to research and as spiritual as I am, I can still be very skeptic. Like, because I want to be able to feel it and see it myself. If I don't get like an intuitive hit on it, then, you know, I'll still read it for fun, but I'm not going to necessarily buy into it. But now all of the weirdest excuse me, of the weird stuff that I've been researching and just enjoyable like candy reading is mm-hmm. now kind of all starting to line up together and looking like, holy shit, maybe it is a biblical time. And like, maybe there really are reptilians and maybe, you know, they're, <laughs> I mean, the stuff that's coming out is, is crazy right now, you know, like why can't this stuff be real, you know? And I do believe that there is a lot of darkness that's being purged right now. And, you know, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, if I thought this kind of darkness existed in the world, I would have never, ever, ever believed it. Cause you know, I'm a very positive, optimistic person. And I think intuitively people are good. Yeah, me too. For the most part. Yeah. Right. At their core, you know, but then I had an experience, you know, several years ago with a guy that I dated that was super narcissistic and da 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 da. And, you know, he kind of opened up this world of darkness that Mm. I really just didn't, honestly didn't think existed. And for so long, I tried to like uh, help him and hold space for him and like kind of, I don't want to say bring him to the light. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you know, know just you yeah. be, you know, be that kind of, you know, positive support. And then I realized, you know, this is just a toxic person. This is what he's choosing. And he firmly believes, you know, and enjoys the dark side and the stuff that it can bring. And if I hadn't had that experience, I wouldn't have believed that darkness even really existed, honestly. Yeah. And so now with all the like just horrific stuff that's coming up with, you know, the dumbs and the kids and yeah. you know, all that darkness, I'm like you know, the few people that I've really talked to about it that are not kind of in the spiritual, you know, more like, I hate to say it, but like kind of regular people, you know, like they're like, Oh, I I just can't believe that that's true. And I'm like, I've looked darkness in the face and I know that he was, you know, three steps into darkness. And if that's what three steps looks like, then all the way has got to be terrifying. And I can't, see how this can be real and i want nothing to do with it mm-hmm. however you know i'm not gonna pretend it doesn't exist because right. you have to bring stuff to light so that it can be healed right and i feel like that's the time that we're in right now so yeah i mean it, i mean just it, i mean did you see that picture with the um the beam of light on new york city the other day yeah. yep i mean mm-hmm. yeah i guess sure it could have been photoshopped but like you know, maybe it wasn't. What's interesting about that, though, is even if it was Photoshop, okay? Yeah. 
if you get enough people to believe that that was something angelic or that it was divine, you know, yeah. intervened in some way, like that generates light, right? Yeah, and so sure. even if it was fake, there's still a purpose for it. Um, yeah. You know, and that's that's something something that's really, really like, this is pretty, <laughs> this is pretty controversial, but. Um, so I'm excited. So when you talk about good and evil and you talk about biblical times and all those things, right? Mm -hmm. um, something that came to me a while ago was, <laughs> this is gonna sound so fucked up to say out loud. We should be thankful and we should we should have love for the devil. Yeah, of course. I mean, what Ollie is is a fallen angel anyways, right? Yes. Now, but here's now here's what, what came to me, right? Is I had this really crazy ass dream and it was really crazy. I'm talking like I don't know if you ever saw the cell with J Lo in it. Um or or like think of like the most fucked up Marilyn Manson video you could possibly create in your mind. It was that it was that kind of weird, okay? Okay. Um, it was really, really weird. And anyways, what came out of it was I felt a sort of sadness towards the devil. And what came to me was, and, and it works this way with people as well, is that at the at our core, right, we're all we're all part of the source and the source is good. <laughs> but even the devil, okay, all the all the people who are doing these things that are fucked up are people who are playing a role. Yeah. They're playing a, a role with a very specific purpose because you cannot you cannot create that light without that opposite being there. And mm -hmm. so like part of me, I I don't I don't like the messed up stuff that's going on, but I understand why it needs to happen. And part of me is kind of like it's it's not thankful is not the right word, but you get what I you do you get where I'm going? Yeah, I mean, you can acknowledge what's happening and just being like, okay, this is part of the greater picture of the unfoldment of what yes. needs to happen right now. And, you know, being... I don't like it, but it's, I understand its purpose and I understand its its role in creating awareness yeah, and light and, and transforming, transforming the bad into good and all those things, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't mean I approve of it. It's just, it's just <laughs> shit that happens, I guess, right? Um, yeah and you know the thing that kind of worries me most well at times about this whole like awakening is that you know once all this stuff really becomes revealed of what's going on and what's happening and uh you know even with like q stuff you know that i've seen right. online you know it if all goes according to the plan of q right like let's say that it all goes down like you know, they're still not going to show all of humanity everything that's been going on because they can't handle it. There's right. no way. Like, you just, you can't handle much. the darkness. Yeah, I mean, I saw a picture once online of something that, like, I could barely sleep for two days. Like, I had to do so much clearing for it. I mean, can you imagine the people that don't know how to do any energy clearing and that were no. exposed to all that? I mean, like, it would just be horrific. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, even now, if I think about it for even a half a second, I'm like, oh, and I have don't, to, like, yeah, <laughs> um, you know? On that note, don't ever look up cannibal clubs. Ugh. Yeah, no. There, yeah. There's legit places that people donate themselves to when they pass away. Donate. Um, 
and and then they are uh, remembered always by being turned into a wonderful meal that they can live on within the being of somebody else because they nourish their body. Uh, I, I don't know how the hell I came across that one night, but I did. And I was just like, I, 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 I literally, I bet you my face, because like, all right, so literally I'm like, I'm like sitting on the toilet, right? Which is what this, where I spend most of my Facebook time, right? So I'm like on the toilet and I'm, I'm sure my face was like, you know, I mean, I was just like, yeah, oh my God. After that. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this is a real place. Like, this is a real place where people do this. And it's not now, fake. Like, this is a real place. And Honestly, it doesn't surprise me because it's like, if you could turn yourself into a tree or, you know, and, and even, you know, when I used to be in, in uh, chiropractic school a long time ago, I did gross dissection and on cadavers. And, you know, we had, you know, human bodies we were doing dissection on. And it, to me, that was just extremely powerful because it was an incredible learning experience that, I mean, I would, is really, you know, worth 10, a thousand times the price of, you know, what you pay for it because the gift that people donate their body. I mean, at the end of the day, like you leave your body, it really doesn't matter because your spirit is gone. It's just, you don't need it anymore. So I can, I could understand like the mindset of some people that would donate their body, you know, so I can, so on that aspect of like kind of knowing what that experience is like, I can see how people would be like, eh, whatever, you know, like might as well be a tasty treat for somebody or whatever. But I, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I mean, it's it's just not, it's not something I'm, I'm into. Yeah, but not, yeah, not my jam, you know. There's, but like look, the, I, there's yeah. tribes out there that that are into that stuff and and still practice that. I think there's like one tribe left in the world that does it. And for some reason, when I hear that, I'm kind of like, okay. But then when I hear that, like, there's a fine dining experience in California where like there's a club and celebrities, yeah. and I'm like, that's like that just is not. It doesn't sit good with me. It just doesn't sit good with me. Yeah, I mean. I, yeah, because the assumption is that those people did not give permission for their, you know, even if they did, yeah, yeah even mean, if they did, I'm still not okay with it. It just, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to be judgmental or anything, but like, no, dude, I mean, I look some I things you just, that, some but, things you just don't do, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, I don't. There's nothing about that that sits well with me. That's for sure. So, but at the no. end of the day, I just, I always kind of go back to well, everyone free will choice and if you yeah, right. what you want to do then by all means but i just can't imagine that the likelihood that it's a free will choice is very high so yeah it just kind of makes me want to vomit in my yeah, mouth a little bit for sure um Ugh. so all right let's talk about something happy what are your thoughts on so i had a thought a, a number of months ago and my thought was like basically like what if you know you read about the holy war between angels and demons and, and fallen angels and all these things right like what if what if that war never stopped because i don't believe that it did what if that war never stopped and actually we're the angels and just like we being the light workers the 144,000 or are we being just, all of just the people just the humans in general like you know is that is that a thing? Do you think that's a possibility? Like, you know, they just, we've just changed our form, I suppose. Do you think that, um, you know, you hear about like, like I know people who have guides who are archangels. Um, 
and who have been able to like communicate with archangels and stuff like that. And um, it just, I don't know when I think of like soul groups and I think of um, a lot of different spiritual things, for some reason, I, my mind always goes back to, you know, the people that are here trying to do good, you know, maybe that maybe they're the angels, right? Like you said, the light workers, maybe they're the angels. Um, but then would that mean that, that everybody else is a, is a, you know, could potentially be a fallen angel. And like I said, are the, are angels just playing roles and whether they're fallen or not, I have to believe that God or, or the source loves the fallen angels as much as the regular angels, because they're serving their purpose. Like they're doing what they're supposed to do. That's just, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're playing the role that they signed up for in this lifetime. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I mean, honestly, I really don't know about the angels and the fallen angels and whatnot. I mean, I've been told before by psychics that I'm an earth angel. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, that's really all I, I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I read stuff about, you know, archangels and, and stuff like that. And, but I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's the short answer. I mean, and, and I don't know if we'll ever know. I mean, it's, I mean, unless, even if somebody came up to me and they had like the most stellar wings of all time, you know, I would be like, let me look at them. Right. You know, or, <laughs> like, I, I mean, energetically, I would believe them right. because if, if it rang true for me, because I, I just know when I feel something that's true for me, you know? Right. Right. But I would still be like, dude, let me see, you know, <laughs> like I would still want to see, you know, how they attach. And I just, I'm too curious around good. Like I, I still want to see with my own eyes mm -hmm. um, to feel that things are true. And I think that part of that is just, you know, the society that we're in and how we're kind of brainwashed to being like, well, I'll believe it when I see it, you know, right. and, you know, just being skeptical in general. And I mean, I think, do I think it's possible? Absolutely. I mean, I feel like there's so many timelines and, you know, I always tell my clients and stuff, I feel like earth is just a giant, like choose your own adventure book, <laughs> you know, from yeah. when we were kids Yeah, right. and you know, you get to that fork in the road and it's like, okay, I could go this way or I could go that way. And, you know, all about choosing the highest frequency timeline of what feels good to you. And inevitably you're going to get to where you're supposed to go, but right. You know, there's different ways to get there and different experiences that'll be had. And some of them are maybe a shortcut and some of them are spiritual bypassing and, mm -hmm. you know, it, it is what it is. So I think everybody has, you know, their mission for being here right. and whether that's, you know, good, quote unquote, or bad, you know, I don't really necessarily think that there's such a thing. It's, you know, right now, I think that everybody has signed up for this earth timeline, you know, for this giant mass awakening on the planet. And I yeah. do believe that there are millions of aliens watching the show right now and other beings from other star systems and that are watching the show. I mean, there's a lady that I follow on Facebook who every day does live videos where she shows, you know, things that look like ships coming out of the sun, which is, you know, just a giant portal. Right. So it's, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I see too much weird things to believe that all it is is 
what everyone thinks is happening. You know, I mean, yeah. like that's why I feel like it's such a like scamdemic happening right now. Is it's like all we're getting is mixed messages right now. Yeah, everything is a mixed message. So to me, if you're not stepping back and saying, okay, what's the bigger picture? Like, what could possibly be happening? you know, you're really doing yourself a disservice right now because you're just living in fear and living in fear is the worst possible thing you can do because it lowers your frequency. Right. And, you know, if you're into the reptilian theories, you know, then you're just providing heaps of loosh for these people and, or beings, I guess you could say, and, you know, you're just feeding that. So like yeah. the best thing you can do right now is really just step back and be like, all right, cool. So we're playing this weird game on earth right now. And, it's probably a load of BS and I hope that all the Q stuff is true and it's just a shield so that they can get their job done and, right. you know, keep as many people safe in the prop, you know, in the interim as possible. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see how the chips fall. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, so do you think that, I mean, do you think that we're in, do you think that we're in biblical times? Like I, I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like we are. And I don't know if it's exactly the way revelations said it was going to be kind of thing but i definitely feel yeah. like we're we're i feel like we're in a a very pivotal moment of good and evil and i feel like we're winning it just doesn't feel that way because the you know the more light you shine in a room full of cockroaches the more roaches you're going to see and so i i feel like the surface yeah i i definitely feel like like you said that we're here to help shift things but I think the more light that's produced, the more, like you said, darkness is being exposed and cleansed and then, mm -hmm. and then moving on. And so, you know, I, I do sort of feel like it's actually weird. I went from thinking, I went from thinking that the Bible had to be mostly just bullshit and stuff that was made <laughs> up to like scare people to yeah. then actually being able to pick certain parts of it and apply it to things that I've learned or that I've thought like I it's like I found I found meaning in it after the fact right yeah in um, most I, religious texts actually that I've read I started to I can look at them with different eyes now than when I was younger and I was just sort of angry at the world right so yeah of course I mean when I was a kid we used to go to church and um, we stopped probably when I was on a boat I don't know, fifth grade. And, but up until then, you know, I went to church school and, you know, did, you know, vacation Bible school and all that stuff. And so I, I you know, it's been a while, so I, I'm not a, like a Bible reader really, but, um, but, you know, I remember the stories from when yeah. I was a kid, you know, the, the church school stories and, you know, the, you know, stuff they turned into movies, you know, Moses and yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 And to me, you know, I've always been very curious and very questioning ever since, like, basically I could talk and I, you know, and I would, I remember being young and asking questions to just people in general, like, well, how does this work? And how do you know, because things like they would talk about things in the Bible, you know, that just like didn't make sense with how the real world is. But then everyone that was like a super Bible, you know, Christian or whatever kind of person. Right you know, a religious person, I should say, you know, would just fully believe all this like super esoteric stuff from the Bible, like, you know, but then like in real life, that just like went out the window, like there's no possible way that anyone could have any sort of ESP. But you know, the Bible says XYZ is possible. Like, to me, that just didn't make any sense. It felt so incongruent to me. And the more that I've like, 
more, I guess you could say spiritual I've become and the more kind of like research I've done in, just in general, the more I keep thinking, oh, okay, I can see how maybe like some of the stuff would happen in the Bible. But, you know, I also read a lot of stuff that says that there's a lot of stuff, you know, the Bible's had so many revisions over, you know, right. centuries, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, that to say that it was, you know, written by, you know, and who wrote it anyways, you know what I mean? There's, you know, there's no thing in the front of the Bible that says this was, you know, written by, mm. you know, what, by God? I don't know. You Don't know, you think it so, was channeled? I mean, sure, why not? It could have been. I don't. I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't have been. You know. And then, what about the Book of Enoch? And what about you know, like, what are they hiding in the Vatican? You know, right. <laughs> what's in the Vatican library that like, they did get oh, raided, right? If, if I remember yeah, correctly, I last I, year. Yeah, I think I saw yeah. that. So, I mean, I, I mean, that's the place that I'd be very. I mean, I want to read stuff in that library. You know, maybe yeah. not there, but it's you know, what, how much information has been suppressed, you know, and, and, you know, then of course there's people saying, you know, it's the winners that write the history books and yada, yada. So it's, you know, to me, I take everything that I read with a grain of salt because it's like, well, who wrote this? I mean, I could write an autobiography of my life and it'll be all my perception of who I am now. Whereas if I would have written an autobiography, you know, 10 years ago, it would have been the version of me that I was then. And it would have been maybe a little bit different of a story, you know what I mean? Cause I hadn't learned the lessons yet or whatever. So, mm -hmm. I mean, how much is true, how much is not true, and what's your version of truth, what's my version of truth, we can look at the same thing and read it completely differently and perceive it differently in our minds. So it's, to me, everything is kind of like just floats in the air and you can choose what, you know, take what feels good and 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 leave the rest. And, the rest. Yeah, but that's know. all people do. Mm -hmm. So do you think um, something that I, I used to talk about quite a bit is I don't want to go down the the rabbit hole of like currency and in the gold standard and all that kind of stuff because that's that is I, I could spend a long time going down that rabbit hole. But um, something that I discussed on a previous podcast a little bit and was touching on was gold in the way that it was used by ancient civilizations and royalty and spiritual leaders and things like that. And um, one time. I was thinking about it and I was thinking about your traditional crowns. Okay. Like yeah. um, Egyptians in particular. And so they have, you know, the banner of gold, whatever the crown of gold, and there's jewels in very specific places and there's specific jewels in specific yeah. colors and all these things. Everything kind of had a purpose. I don't think it was a hundred percent decorative. Um, and what I thought at the time was, okay, my IT background, obviously gold is a great conductor. And then knowing what I know about gemstones and crystals and the ability to, you know, magnify things and hold, you know where I'm going with this, yeah. hold power and all those kind of things. You know, is it possible that spiritual leaders in ancient civilizations or royalty in ancient civilizations wore different jewelry at different points? Um, you know, their ankles, their wrists, um, around their their throat and their heart chakra, as well as the top, because they actually understood that it magnified and or allowed them to um, channel information or be in touch with spirit from the gods and all those kind of things better. But they didn't, ex maybe they didn't exactly know why it worked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, and has that led to the hoarding of gold on top of, <laughs> on top of the suppression of, um, you know, beliefs outside of sort of organized, very structured, rigid, you know, religion and things is because, if people were to realize that that was the true um, 
use for those things that it wasn't just like bling and and whatever um and that it actually served a purpose then that's something that maybe would cause people to wake up a little bit to how we've evolved to where we're at and what we forgot and what is not teached anymore you know or taught sorry i mean yeah now i just really want a crown um <laughs> i <laughs> i never really thought about it like that before but um i guess i've just never really put that much thought into i mean other than it being like ooh, shiny pretty like you know that feels good to me because like there are things that you know physical things in general that feel good to me and sometimes i see things that i can taste and they taste really good, you know, like things that you wouldn't eat, but the frequency of it is like delicious to me, if that makes sense. And so when I think of, uh, you know, using the, uh, using gold and jewels as like a superconductor to connect source, I mean, yeah, why wouldn't they do that? Of course they would know that, you know what I mean? Like if you're somebody who's reached some sort of like peak level, you know, because to be able to climb in society at any level, you have to have some sort of awareness of even if you don't consciously understand it there's a part of you that's like it's extremely appealing and you want to chase it like how people chase money you know for power or opportunities or whatever right so i mean it, it makes sense to me that of course you know the people that have achieved you know some sort of semblance of hierarchy and the status of humanity would of course have ways to connect more with you know and and i think that that's probably directly tied into um you know the spiritual movement of like money being dirty and not wanting to trade for you know for money you know you know what i mean like there's so many spiritual people that are kind of like um you know i uh, i'm less spiritual if i'm you know, getting rewarded for the work that I'm doing, um, which I don't subscribe to that. I feel like there's got to be some sort of energy exchange. And, you know, in society right now, money is the way that works. So although I would happily um, take gold crowns. I think your sound dipped out, babe. How about now? Oh, great. Perfect. All right. Money, money is energy. Like there is a energy to money. You can attract it you can, you know, bring it in. You can let it go. Like money is, is very much, you know, energy like everything is. So I definitely believe that as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. And I don't, I really don't even know what made me think about it. Like I said, I, sometimes I just get things that, that come down and they don't really feel like they're, they're mine. So I, I am like, okay, that must be channeled information. Right. And, uh, and yeah, it was when they uncovered some of the um, some of the more stuff with King Tut's tomb, and I was just I was just looking at the jewelry, yeah. and I was like, and I just felt like I just feel like there has to be a there has to be more to it than what we're being told, and maybe there's no proof to say that's what those things are for, but I just felt like, you know, there has to be stuff like I've I've meditated with crystals on my third eye and yeah. different you know and, and I've had Reiki, Reiki healing where they've used crystals on the different chakras and things like that and that's kind of what made my brain go that direction I guess mm -hmm. um it was I kind mean, of like even the bracelets right like if you have energy oh, yeah you know you're grounded and you have energy coming through your body and out your hands and, and maybe in one hand and kind of out the other and all those sort of things like um 
it's all the places that people wear jewelry. I don't know. Made sense yeah, to me. Absolutely. And I, you know, and I don't think that you necessarily need any of that to be able to tap into the I higher skills and, you know, nope. but, you know, but if, I don't think it hurts either. I mean, if you want to have something that's pretty, that helps you, you know, that makes your brain connect easier to it to be mm-hmm. able to then, you know, do it. I mean, then by all means, like go to town for it. I mean, I have some yeah. crystal jewelry and stuff. I mean, I've got some little, you know, earrings that are different stones and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, why not? If you want to make it easier on yourself to channel and put a bunch of golden stones all over you, by all means, you know, plus it'll help clear your chakras, you know? Yeah. So if you are, especially because I think if you're in those kind of positions of power, you're probably regularly accosted with like things that you just, A, don't want to deal with or whatever, but right. you kind of have to anyway. So why wouldn't you like power up by like <laughs> yeah. adorning yourself and all of these kind of extra protective and, you know, shields and, and, um, you know, just easier ways for you to kind of stick to that frequency, which I can, you know, which is why, you know, I would wear, you know, maybe like some black obsidian or something like as an mm-hmm. anklet or, or whatever, you know, to kind of just keep me rooted to the ground or, or whatever, right. you know? So, yeah, I mean, to me, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I've never thought about it in that context, but it makes perfect sense. So of course they would, you know, if they were, dark so to speak you know of course they would suppress that because then you know people that that are dark typically live in fear of what if everyone else you know awakens then we'll lose this power you know and so of course it's you know suppressed i mean that makes sense to me um just logically speaking have you read about or seen stuff about nasara jasara that it sounds really really familiar to me but i don't know what you're talking about like i i what you just said sounds really familiar. Yeah, so I've actually only just started seeing stuff about this in the last week. And considering the rabbit holes of things that I read, like I now fully believe that like, you know, stuff is of course exposed to you when you're ready to learn about it, like when yeah. you need to hear about it, right? So yep. um, I'll send you this video that I found the other day on YouTube. Maybe you okay. can attach it to your thing somehow. And Yeah, I can do that um, in the description. Yeah, if you like it. Um, but it basically, so Nasara, I can't remember what it stands for, but Nasara is the US version of this, and then Jasara is G for global. And it's like they're talking about, because I've seen stuff for a while now about people being terrified about, you know, switching over to digital currency and um, being tracked and traced and all the fear that comes along with that, right? But uh-huh. of course, every time I see stuff like that, I think, well, the world is not all bad. So what's the flip side of this, you know, but I had never really been shown the flip side of what could be possible until I saw this Nasara Jasara stuff the other day. So I really wish that I had like a tab open that I could like read it to you <laughs> right now. But okay. um, basically the gist is that uh, there's like su- supposedly going to be this like global reset of currency because of like, you saw how Trump, um, basically bought back the federal reserve. Yeah. He, he brought it under the treasury. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. So when that happened, I was like, Oh my yeah, I was God. freaked. When I saw like, that, I was freaking out. I was like, that's amazing. Actually. <laughs> never in my lifetime. Did I think that would happen? Actually, yeah. honestly, never, ever did. I think that would happen ever, ever. So yeah, when right. I saw that, I was like, boom, this is crazy. Yeah. Cause I mean, if people don't understand why that's like, so mind blowing, like just like, just wait until you see this Nassar Jassar stuff roll out if it's going to go down because it's basically, you know, they've, the feds have just been 
you know, printing all this money that's not backed by anything. So the money right. is essentially worthless, you know, and now they're supposedly going to bring everything back to the gold standard and uh, we're backed by, I think, gold, silver and platinum. I think if I read yeah, correctly, gold, silver, platinum, yeah. and um, been creating basically a new currency. I think they were calling it rainbow currency. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's actually going to be physical currency or if it's all going to be digital or whatever, but then just look how things have been. Okay. This is, this is why I'm, people call me a conspiracy theorist. Okay. It's like, I read stuff like this. And then what do you know the next day, all I'm seeing on my newsfeed is people from all over America posting photos of signs saying, you know, pay exact change. We're all out of, all out of coins, you know, right, like right, all right. the coins are running out and, you know, nobody can get coins. And I'm like, that's weird. How does America run out of quarters, dimes, nickels, and you pennies? You don't. You don't yeah. unless somebody's, somebody says it's time to pull a currency. I mean. Right. You know, and then you go to the bank and you can't even get any. The banks right. are now doing promotional, you know, giveaways for people to bring in their jars of quarters and stuff from home. Like, yeah. to me, I'm like, Mm -hmm. that seems juicy like yeah. let's see how, you know and then you know and then all of a sudden i'm seeing stuff about you know buying vietnamese dong or money from zimbabwe or whatever and how apparently when the currency is going to get reset that there's it's going to be a level playing field now and that the people that are investing you know and these other countries currency now you know forex trading kind of shenanigans you know now it's like there's the potential that that could turn into, you know, dollars here could turn into thousands of dollars. And, you know, so I, to me, that's very intriguing. I find it very interesting. Yeah. And, you know, and other stuff with Shara uh, is about like eliminating all debt because a lot of the stuff that the federal reserve and, you know, income tax and da da da, like that's right. all illegal based on the constitution and they've been getting away with it for high. Right. I I know exactly what I, if it's a video I'm thinking of, I swear to God, my wife was just watching that video in our living room literally two days ago. It was two guys talking. Yeah. Um, British, maybe. It could be a yeah, totally different were, video. Yeah. I don't know, but whatever she was watching, I was listening that's, to it. And that's I was probably cooking. what it was because I, sh I shared it a couple times on Facebook because I was like, this okay. is intriguing. <laughs> maybe that's where she got it from. Yeah. No, I like it's as you're talking about it, I'm like, I, I know I just saw this. I know I just saw it. Yeah. Um, I mean, if this is true and this is what they're rolling out, I mean, right. it's, I mean, just open up the heavens and rain down glory upon us. I mean, that's, it's, it's, to me, it's the first bubble of hope, you know, besides yeah. like other Q stuff that I've seen and like months and months and months. And it's like, mm -hmm. I don't, because I don't want to live in fear. I'm like, you know what, let's just hope that all this stuff is real and it's all going to play out. And, and I feel so many people waking up now to things that they never, I mean, just look how viral the Epstein didn't kill himself hashtag. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah people are questioning things because the narrative on the mainstream media is just flip-flopping back and forth that people are like, Hmm, maybe the news isn't telling the truth. Maybe, right. you know, and they're starting to do research and then realizing, Oh my God, like all of the media that we watch is literally owned by a small handful of people with an agenda. You know, right. maybe we should start to look at these, you know, other journalists that are out there that are you know i don't watch any mainstream media stuff at all everything literally yeah, everything either. that i get is from citizen journalism off of twitter yeah. everything yeah um and now parlor as well obviously but but yeah mm -hmm. i stopped watching the mainstream stuff all of it um a long long time ago even like 
you know, your Breitbart and some of those like other, you know, smaller news organizations that have popped up. I don't even look at their stuff. I mean, I just literally, I just look at, I look at what I can see as a pattern. Yeah. You know, um, on Twitter. I mean, it's almost like, it's so funny because again, talking about going back and watching things and them having a different effect on me than when I first watched them is like the matrix. The matrix (laughs) is like a, such a different movie for me now than it was when it first came out. Keanu Reeves says it's a documentary anyways. Right. Well, and they're making, (laughs) they're making the fourth one, right? Um, Yeah, I did hear that. My dad's very (laughs) excited about it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I hope, I hope it's good. I really do. But I, I actually was thinking like, really they're making a fourth one. And then I thought, I feel like it's going to be as good as what I imagine it will be in my mind because the timing of everything is perfect. And I hope that, you know, when you, when you see the matrix, when you see um, V for Vendetta, when you see like a lot of those movies, you know, I'm a firm believer that a lot of the written literature, a lot of the movies, a lot of art, like that there is a lot of people who have channeled messages and, and themes and things to help progress us along a a certain way to get to where we're at now and get people to open up and think about those things. And so, um, yeah, it's just really fascinating, you know, uh, to me. And so, yeah, I have a feeling if that's the case and the pattern holds true that the, that the next matrix, even if it's not that great of a movie, the themes in it for people who will take that and pick it apart and really just think about it is going to be really, really good. So yeah, I mean, the message is going to be the most important part of it. Like, even if it was like a complete like B movie, like nobody would care right. because they have such a cult following already that, yeah, you know, those core people for sure are going to watch it and share it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's people that, you know, wouldn't typically be exposed to it or have no idea that parts of that are even documentary, you know, they're yeah. going to watch it anyways for the entertainment value. Right. So even like the dark crystal, I never, I, I, Mikkel would talk about all the time and be like, oh my God, the dark crystal is like one of my favorite movies, whatever. I never saw the original until Netflix released a, like, um, like a TV series of episodes that came out just on Netflix. And it was like a, um, like a prequel to the, to the um, original. And so I watched the original so that I could watch the prequel because I was like, man, this, this show looks really good and yeah. it's awesome. It's awesome. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, of, well, that, I almost said I'm not a huge fan of movies that use puppets, but I'd be lying because of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like, it's it's not something that really jumps out at me as like, oh man, I can't wait to watch this thing. Um, but I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, so yeah, even watching that now is just a totally different, you know. It's like uh, it's the overthinker's blessing and curse, right? like when i I first saw the matrix i have i have them somewhere i have the philosophy of the matrix i went and looked at all the books that they were influenced by when they wrote the matrix and i bought them all like the same books that the directors all read to write the matrix i bought them all like as soon as i saw the movie i bought them all (laughs) and i was reading them I've only seen like maybe I watched the first Matrix movie. I haven't seen any of the other ones. And I just was so because I, I only just saw the Matrix like in the last year. Oh, wow. And so I I just was I, I don't I just had a 
uh, you know how sometimes when spirit just blocks stuff from you? Yeah. Like that's how I felt about the matrix for a long, for since yeah. it came out, basically. It was just like, this is not for you. This is not for you. Right. And, but of course everyone was always talking about it. So I had like a gist of what it was about, you know? And then when I finally watched it, cause I think it was like on Netflix or something, I was like, yeah, let's give it a whirl. You know, it was just like, it was so intense for me that I was just like, yeah, nope, I'm good. My dad and my dad's like obsessive. He's like, "Oh, are you, you don't watch the other ones." And I was like, "Uh, one was enough for me. I'm good. Like, I feel happy <laughs> in the society. I feel enough. Like, yeah. I don't need to like then experience that kind of intense energy for fun. That's not fun for me. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, they are. They are definitely intense. That's for sure. But um, I mean, I can definitely see how people would be like all over it. So yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. Is any any like even like Inception? If you've ever seen Christopher Nolan's Inception it's it's worlds inside of a world inside of a world inside of a world kind of thing like yeah. multiple layers deep of things and i love movies like that like anything that can just really fuck with my mind to the point where it's like you wouldn't think i would want that as an overthinker but i do like i love it i'm like make my brain hurt you know with this because anytime that i've been in that position i, I get a lot of growth out of it so yeah so i, I really like you know that kind of stuff um yeah. Have you ever seen Zeitgeist? Yes. Okay. I figured, I think we maybe had to talk about it before. I've seen um, all of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was curious. That was actually my first, uh, that was my first introduction to uh, anything conspiracy theory, actually. Mm -hmm. That was, the, I mean, that it really was. I remember I was, uh, this was probably 2009. I think like the fall of 2009 and my boyfriend at the time uh, was doing an internship abroad and uh, he sent me this link and he was like, I really feel like you're supposed to watch this. And I'm <laughs> like, all right. And he's like, but maybe you should like watch it with a friend, <laughs> <laughs> which actually I could recommend for everybody. Yeah. If you've never seen it. <laughs> and so I remember my friend uh, who's also a light worker, a very powerful mm -hmm. light worker. Uh, she is a chiropractor, uh, and um, and this is really before I really understood or knew what light workers were. I mean, I knew. I mean, I, I've always been like kind of energetically aware, but I had just no knowledge of any of this at this point. And right. we watched this movie together, and we were literally like, our eyes were just like because <laughs> we were like, this makes perfect sense like this, i know so much stuff to me was unexplainable before and i just couldn't yeah. understand why like nothing slotted into place for me right. and then when i watched this i was like holy shit like this it, like yeah and then i remember for years after that probably probably the next two years solid i was like obsessed with documentaries i just watched so many rabbit hole documentaries yeah and then after a while actually i got to the point where i was just so um distraught because I took so much in and I had no knowledge of how to like protect myself energetically and uh -huh. all of that. And I just had taken so much in and the, just the horrors of the deception and, yeah. you know, like, you know, and things that were so, you know, conspiracy theory stuff that were so untrue, you know, quote, that people would say, and I'm like, but that's the only fucking thing that makes sense, bro. Like open your mind, you know? Yeah. And like the, the reality of what they're showing us in the media and everything else, like that's what doesn't make sense. Like just use like logical critical thinking skills here, you know, and, you know, not to say that all of it is a hundred percent true, but it sure as hell felt true compared to everything else that I've been hearing. And yeah. 
it's yeah it really i mean i i took a break after that for god probably like three years from anything even remotely you could consider conspiracy theory or an offshoot of the norm because it was just it was so intense for me i needed all that time to process Mm -hmm. and um yeah and then you know of course i went right back down the rabbit hole again once i went into like the spiritual side of it Give me one second, my cat. The door, <laughs> the door, the doors are cracked. How can I show this? The doors are yeah. cracked open like this, mm-hmm. which means he could take his paw and say, "Open, wait, yeah, open this one, right?" Oh yeah. yeah Instead yeah. of doing that, he's literally hitting this one, and they're bouncing off each other. <laughs> Gotta look Instead of just opening out. it. Hold on. Yeah, cats. What are you gonna do? They got a mind of their own. The spiritual beings of the cats. Those are some strong teachers there. Yeah, right. I, you know, it's weird because I was just talking to my wife about this. I said, everywhere I go, all three cats follow me and they lay around me. Like they're always with me, always. Um, Love it. Just everywhere. They just follow me around. Um, and it's just, it's just strange. Um, but yeah, the Z, the Z guys thing, when I first saw it, I had very similar experience, you know, and I kind of like save that video for special occasions with certain people when we start talking, you know. Like my my last business partner that I had, right? We were sitting here one night drinking whiskey. I was like, dude, let's watch this movie. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and we made it. I think we made it like maybe three quarters of the way through the religious portion of it. Mm-hmm. And he made me turn it off. He's like, I can't. He's like, I, I just, just, it's too much. He's like, I can't, I can't like digest it all right now. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. you're freaking me out. He's like, it makes so much sense that it actually is freaking me out. And I don't want to be like, he's like, I, I don't want to go there. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to go there. I just want to, nope. I just want to put my blinders back on and go back to the pre Zeitgeist moment. And there are some days that I wish I could do that, but you know, it's, you know, I know too much now. (laughs) That's funny. Then I just, then I just read more. It's, it's weird. Isn't it like kind of addicting? It's weird. Um, It is. And, and like, that's the thing is like, I tend to steer away from too much of the really like deep dark shit, but um, the stuff that has to do with, aliens and astrology and i love astrology and um even just history you know because I'm, I'm that kid that like got in trouble at, at catholic school for questioning the validity of the bible because it was written by men and <laughs> isn't there a margin for error because men aren't perfect the bible says men aren't perfect well if they're not perfect how can they write this how can i trust it like overthink 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 and pissed, yeah and pissed off every single nun in the school um yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's, I it's question crazy. anything, but, it, but it's exciting though. Right. Like that's one thing I can say about everything going on. Even like the stuff that's being uncovered yeah. is I look at it and I'm like, it makes me smile because I'm a very like pro I'm very pro justice. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm excited for people who have wronged others to get what's coming. And also though, I've, I've never really quite been so excited about what's coming like i can feel it i don't know how it's gonna all play out but i can feel it and it feels good to me and so i'm just kind of like bring it just bring it i'm ready come on bring it you know yeah i really you know i just want them to rip the band-aid off let's get this over with and let's get there already you know it's because you know the closer we get the more intense the energies are and the and 
so much stuff is coming up for people because they can finally just feel, they can feel, even if they don't know what's happening, people can feel these conflicting energies and the different timelines and they, you know, and their body is processing all of these energies and they're having, yeah. you know, all of this purging and, and, you know, sickness and stuff coming up, but it's, it's really just a purging process that, you know, most people are just so unaware of. And then, you know, it's, and of course, then along with that, there's a lot of people that are choosing to dip out. Right. right. Yeah. And, right. Well, you know, die in mortal terms, yeah. you know, and which is fine because I think that, I mean, not that I'm pro people dying, but like not everybody is meant to go through the transition and to the other side because the other side, you know, quote unquote, heaven on earth, you know, that kind of they talk about in the spiritual, you know, 5D, you know, right. that's, I mean, that's where we're going anyways. Right. So it's just another you know, going back to source or reincarnation or whatever, however that looks like for you and your, you know, how you think that's going to fan out. Right. So, I mean, you're seeing a lot of people that are choosing to dip right now. And so I'm also trying to be prepared as much as I can for that. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody's going to like, even the people who are dipping out early. I mean, Mm -hmm. I used to think that like, Oh my God, that stuff happened by accident or, like, oh man, that's, you know, not the way it should have gone down and things. But I, I tend to believe that now that people go when they want to go and it's pre-planned because I just have had too many experiences, especially with having different mediumship readings and things and talking yeah. to people on the other side where um, they're like, no, this is the way it had to happen in order to force this kind of growth in you or someone else yeah. or change this or change that or whatever. And so, absolutely. You know, even with the stuff that's been going on in the country lately as crazy and messed up as all that is, it's like, but that's stuff that's sparking change. And I like mm-hmm. to believe as, as controversial and messed up as that whole scenario has been, that that's something they agreed to happen. Do you know what I mean? In order to be oh, a, yeah. a catalyst to, to be a catalyst for change. And Absolutely. so, I mean, if it's um, happening, it was planned, you know, yeah. it, you, you you don't remember that you planned it, but I mean, it's in your Akashic records if you go back, you know, and can look at it. So it's, yeah, I mean, and that's, and that's the thing is like you, to be able to step back from that and see, okay, all of this atrocious stuff is happening right now, but it's all part of the greater plan. Even the right. stuff that's, you know, it just, because otherwise these people never would have woken up. They never would have awakened. They, w- they wouldn't have moved to that next level frequency wise. They wouldn't have purged the ancestral trauma. They wouldn't have yeah. s- stepped into their power, you know, and, and people are doing that in a big way right now. And even if it's yeah. people that don't necessarily like the message that they're saying, you know, there's a reason why they're saying it because someone needs to hear it. Mm-hmm. Well, and so, I, I think people are clearing karma. I mean, we've we've oh, talked yeah. about that. The last podcast that that I had was talking about like breaking negative ancestral patterns and stuff. And we started talking about that. Is like, I know for me, and I, and I know because I've been able to feel it. Like, I know I've had very specific things that have happened to me that when they happened, I almost felt like, uh, like I told you know, Mikkel, I felt like this really strange tingly, like there's electric molecules all around my body. And it was, it was like an aha, you know? And I was like, that was a major, major like karmic thing that just wrapped up right there. Like I, I yep. felt it. And um, so, yeah, I think that 
a lot of people are literally just closing out all of that that karma because Absolutely. if you, if you believe what people are saying and I do and and I've felt it too is we're moving to a place where that karmic stuff doesn't affect anything anymore like it you know we're we're wiping the slate clean essentially so that yeah we can start in a new energy where none of that stuff is going to impact anymore you know mm-hmm. um, yeah that makes me think of like, remember when our kids are playing like video games, you get like a one up or something. Yeah. And yeah. you'd be like, link, you know, and like yeah. you'd like level up or something. Like that's always kind of what it feels like to me is you're like, oh yeah, another up level. All right, let's yeah. do it. This is juicy, you know? And I always think of um, like kind of like going back to, do you ever read any of Sylvia Brown stuff? It's been a long time. It's been a long time, but I have, yeah. She had this one book. Um, I'm totally blank. I know what it's called right now, but uh, I read it, I don't know, five, six years ago, maybe. And she talked about how there are five exit points, mm-hmm. AKA like death yeah. options. That sounds kind of bad to say like that, but um, where basically there's like five, like when you're charting out, you know, before you incarnate on earth, when you're charting out, okay, this is what I want to learn. Uh, this is the growth that I want to have, you know, and then you put these five possible times where, you know, exit points where you can dip out and, you know, and be done. Right. And Mm -hmm. if you've accomplished everything that you want to accomplish, when you get to a certain point, then you can either choose that. Or if you don't feel like you've quite, you know, wrapped up what you came here to do, you can stay until the next one or whatever, you know, you have the option to choose one of the five, but once you get to the fifth, you know, that's the end of advice. Right. And I loved that because it, I felt so freeing to me around the concept of death. It really eliminated any fear that I had of death because I yeah. thought, oh my gosh, like, cause I've always been about personal responsibility and integrity and taking control of your life as much as you can and really acknowledging, you know, what you're here to do and who you are. And I mean, I've always loved anything that had to do with like personal responsibility. And so for mm-hmm. me, I was like, Oh my God, I love this concept because it felt so freeing to me. Yeah. And so then when I started, you know, when whatever people die now, um, I really am almost like removed from it in a way, no, okay. even though I, I'm, you know, of course sad that people have moved on and not, they're not, I can't be with them. Right. I can because I'm at a point where I can also feel people that have crossed over, I don't miss them as much as I guess I would otherwise. So to me, it's, I'm a little further removed from it now, I guess you could say, but um, you know, when I look back and I think of, you know, specific people in my life that I've chosen to cross over, I'm like, Oh, that's an interesting exit point. Like, but I can see why they would have chosen that. Like to right. me, it's like, logically, I can kind of think my way through it and like, kind of like in my mind validate why they chose that point, And mm. then it, makes me feel better because you know the other scenario is you just being so depressed and upset and how could this happen and being angry and you know and all the the lower frequency emotions that come along with that and it's, it's not that i think that anything's wrong with that it's just that i, I try not to go there in my life you know yeah. not that i'm not to avoid it but just i would rather yeah i just try to see it for what it is and yeah you know well, not get caught, caught yeah. into it so yeah i don't even like um I mean, this is this is kind of crappy for my relatives, I suppose, because I feel bad. But I don't go to funerals anymore, um, like at all, um, because I don't want to. I have I have this habit where, like, the last funeral I went to, right, and it was an open casket. Whenever I try to remember them, that's what I see. Yeah. Uh, I don't see the stuff that I want to remember, 
like it's almost like it replaces some like so much that energy of that day replaces so much of what I remembered that then I have a hard time remembering the stuff that I want to remember. Yeah. And, and so I just kind of was like, I just can't really do it. Um, you know, and it's been years and years and years, like probably 12 years since I've been to a funeral. Um, and, but it's, but it's helped me a ton. Um, you know, especially being uh, an empath and like being at, you know, a funeral and all of this stuff going on, it's just too intense for me. Yeah. Just, it's just so much pain and anguish and yeah. just, just frequencies that it's, it's hard. It's hard to block those to protect it yourself. It's, it takes so much energy. I mean, that would whip me for just energies that aren't mine from something like that, even with right. protecting my space beforehand. And that would take me a long time to recover from, honestly, just, mm-hmm. you know, just processing through other people's stuff, you know? Yeah. All right. So, well, I, I want to try that. to, um, I want to try to wrap this up a little bit. I, I know like I've already in my brain right now, as we're talking, I'm thinking of like two to three other potential like <laughs> strains of things that we could end up talking about so i have like ideas um cool. that i'll bring up to you uh later already i can tell you for sure within the first within the first about two minutes of talking with you and when you were going through your life coaching and when you were going through what you do and and teaching people how to um protect themselves and putting up barriers and, and working with empaths and stuff mm-hmm. um the our, our discord channel which i i don't put in the comments or anything like that is kind of just invite only but um you know a friend of mine susu who greeted you when you joined the discord oh, yeah. we i literally just had a conversation the it was either yesterday or the day before about that about empaths and protecting and like ways that you can try to like guard your energy a little bit um because she does do some you know energy work and uh and and like was asking me like hey do i have any good resources on how to like strengthen that protection or like um how to work through that you know stuff as an empath and i said other than me doing a search i not really you know and and here you are so (laughs) so yeah she's i know she'll watch this i know she'll probably think the same thing and i'm sure she'll probably reach out to you but why don't you take like the last you know minute or whatever and just um maybe go back through that little bit if you want to plug anything i know i have your instagram up on there but just you know things that you've been able to help people with maybe and things that uh that that you've learned that has helped you so that if somebody listens to this they might say like you know that that could be the one thing that resonates with somebody that's like you're the person i need to talk to you know yeah for sure and there's you know there's so many different things you can do so many tips and tricks you know there's not just one way to do it and you know any intuitive hit that you get you know that feels like oh i think this could help you know definitely try it because you know i've tried on a lot of things that i've read from other people that didn't necessarily uh some that i really loved that i kept and some that you know weren't for me but i've shared with other people anyways and they've gotten a lot from it so i mean i have a really big toolbox of all sorts of random things that you can do to kind of protect your energy field, you know, everything from, you know, imagining a a bubble of light surrounding you and, you know, and, you know, and as basic really as that is, you know, how you can even add extra layers and how different, you know, because words are powerful, right? You know, like even just saying like, you know, abracadabra, you know, like that's, Mm -hmm. you know, just research into just the word abracadabra and you'll see, you know, how powerful words are and, you know, if you believe something to be true, therefore it, it really is true for you and your reality. So, right. um, 
Yeah. So I, you know, I've had to learn a lot of ways to protect my energetic field because as I've gone through my own spiritual growth process, I have had to learn new ways and how to like integrate new information. So, um, you know, I, because I can feel people so deeply, I can see what they need. Mm -hmm. I can feel, I can feel what they need. I can feel into them to see, obviously with permission, I would never like, yeah. <laughs> I, I would never just be like, you know, tell me yeah. all your things, you know, but I mean, I can see intuitively, like, what are the things that would help somebody in, especially in the context with which they need it. Like I spend a lot of time with clients teaching them how to trust and tune into their intuition, because I feel like people just for the most part, don't really trust it, you mm-hmm. know, without physical concrete proof. So I kind of, you know, I'll ease people in with, we'll try this, we'll try this, you know, like, I mean, even just going to the grocery store and picking out veggies, you know, things that are higher frequency in that way, you know? So it's, there's a lot of little ways that you can kind of start learning how to trust your intuition more. And, um, you know, some of the clients that I've had in the past, you know, I, I, I seem to attract clients who are, right in a giant transition point in their life Mm -hmm. and um and don't know which way to go because they're not grounded they don't know how to center themselves and so or they have a lot of outward pressure typically from family and you know friends that know what's best for them right and um and just basically kind of teaching them how to you know helping them ground holding space for them teaching them how to anchor into the earth so that they know what that feels like mm-hmm. and teaching them ways to do that and anywhere, anytime, how to cleanse it anywhere, anytime, if they're in mm-hmm. situations that have thrown them off balance and then how to help them steer into what's their highest trajectory for their life path. Like that's pretty much what I focus on because a, that's what I've had to learn how to do for myself. That's what I enjoy doing mm-hmm. and it seems to be what I'm pretty good at. So that's um, yeah. So that's what I do. Uh, so right now I'm, ha- Mer- I think I told you my website is Mercury and retrograde got excited with it. I tried to <laughs> update it and then I like legit disappeared. I can't even log into it. So, um, so I've got to rebuild my site, which is actually fine. Cause I was literally going to completely redo it anyways. So yeah. it's, you know, I was like, Oh, all right. Now's <laughs> a good <laughs> time, I guess. But... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm still in the process of doing that, but, uh, if anyone's interested or has questions or whatnot, um, just hit me up on Instagram uniquely Tatum and, um, just, yeah, just send me a private message or DM, whatever they call it on IG and, I'll get back to you with uh, details and whatnot. Um, I also do card readings. So if that's something that interests people, that's what's up. Okay, good. Awesome. Well, as always, I like talking to you. I love our conversations and uh, I'm grateful that you wanted to come and talk with me um, and and do this. Uh, You know, believe it or not, there's not a line out the door of people waiting to come talk to me. So Oh, man. Um, well, anytime I'm down, uh, I love yeah. stuff like this. I love talking to you. So yeah. This yeah. Is no, it's, it's fun awesome. For me. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I'm, I feel, uh, I feel blessed that you gave me your time. So, um, thank you. And everybody, you know, obviously check Tatum out. Um, she's awesome. She does really, really good, uh, you know, readings and things. I've had some from her before. They're really super good. Um, so definitely reach out and, and get that done. And then, uh, yeah, we need to we need to circle back around and, and talk about you know some more stuff later if you're up for it. So I'm always down. Plus, yeah, you know, see how things are you know 
you know, society is, you know, two weeks, everything's going to be different. So yeah, I was just going to say that, like, we could be having a totally different conversation in the next couple months, you know, I think yeah. I think after, you know, I think after uh, Christmas time is going to be a very, very, very interesting time globally. So I, yeah, I can't even think that far ahead. I'm just like, oh, man, it's gonna be a whole new world. then. Yeah, it's 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 exciting. It really is. It's exciting. Yeah. So it's good we need to, we need some excitement because there was whew, tired. <laughs> a lot of us are tired, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, I appreciate you. And thank you, everybody for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, or you want to comment, make sure you do that. And um, if you have questions or anything for, for Tatum, I will make sure that she gets them. And uh, I will See you all next time. Thank you. Thank you.